Welcome back to Take Time with Maeve Ashison. I hope you're all keeping well. Um, a reminder, as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure you're following us on Instagram and social media because um, there's always loads of lovely corresponding content to go along with the episode. Um, and yeah, if you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure to leave us a lovely review um, online. I'd really appreciate it. And it just helps to get the podcast out there, um, particularly an independent podcast like mine. So today's guest I'm so excited about. I have Miriam Mullins on the podcast this week. And um, if you don't know Miriam, Miriam is, I suppose, a social media star. Um, she's huge on TikTok. She's got a big YouTube following and Instagram. So if you're not familiar with her, check her out online. Um, myself and Miriam work together on a lot of brand collaborations. Um, she's lovely to work with. And she actually reached out to me in the last couple of weeks to say she'd been listening to the podcast um, and she had like listened to all of the episodes and was really enjoying it. So I love that. That makes me so happy. And I was chuffed then to ask her to come on and have a chat with me today um, all about how she got her start in social media, how she deals with hate online and the pressures of being a kind of online personality. And I suppose having such a young following and what she would kind of say to parents who, you know, children whose children are on social media um, and apps like TikTok and kind of how to moderate, monitor it. Um, so I think it's a really interesting one and I hope you enjoy it. So thanks so much for joining me, Miriam. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Maeve. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't follow you on social media and maybe, you know, hasn't come across your content yet, um, I suppose, how would you describe what you do online to someone who's never kind of seen it before? So I suppose at my TikToks anyway, I do a lot of skits. I do a lot of kind of uplifting videos, I suppose. Like my aim is to just obviously make people laugh and just have a smile. And if they're having a bad day, they can come to my videos and watch them and yeah, have a laugh, I suppose. Um, and then my Instagram content, I do obviously love fashion and stuff as well. So that's where I like to express myself there when it comes to fashion and stuff. So it's nice to have like different platforms where I can do different things. And then YouTube, I just upload whatever I want really, but it's mostly like hauls and just chatty videos and stuff like that. So, yeah. And would I be right in saying, did you start off on YouTube and then yeah. went to TikTok? Okay. Because um, yeah. obviously TikTok is only blown up. Well, I mean, it's only blown up for like, like hugely in mainstream um, in the last kind of nine months or maybe a year even um but you were pretty big on YouTube already and had kind of a big following so how did that kind of all start for you how did you kind of end up with this big platform that you have and all these followers <laughs> so um when I finished secondary school oh my god it was like five years ago now like I'm 24 now so yeah even more oh my god um I was like okay I like when I was in school I was like I really want to do YouTube like back then social media was so different to what it is now like there was no Snapchat there was no TikTok there was barely Instagram it was just YouTube really and um growing up like I always wanted to do like TV presenting or something so I was like what could I do now to I suppose help that and like give me the confidence to be in front of a camera and just talk and whatever so I said, look, I'll start a YouTube channel when I finish school. So then I've, there's no judgment and everything. 
so I went into college anyway and I actually I have a degree in creative digital media so when I was in college I, I did um I had to do a presentation and one of my lectures was like you should actually look at doing communications or like tv presenting or something I was like I actually want to start a youtube channel and at that point I still hadn't started it because I just didn't have the confidence I suppose so I was like you know what now I'm going to just do it like people are telling me to do it they people know I want to do it so what stopped me so I just went for it then and like I just used to post random videos of like hair tutorials and makeup tutorials and when all that was like really big and stuff and I suppose I kind of grew a little bit on YouTube and then I started doing Snapchat stories. So at the start, I'd just do them for my friends. And then I put my Snapchat on public and loads of people started following my Snapchat because I used to go around to shops and like I take pictures of clothes and be like, this is in pennies for a fiver. It could be like a bag or something. And people loved it. Like they loved, I called it what's in the shops. People loved it. And then I just started actually vlogging. Like I'd just have a chat. I'd be like, oh, I did this today. I was in college. Like... I think I was a bit real I was kind of realistic and that's what people liked so my Snapchat blew up like I think I started getting about 20,000 views on Snapchat like it was mad and then all of my I suppose followers from Snapchat came over to my Instagram my Instagram started growing and then Snapchat came out with this like update and it just like threw me off so much I don't know what it was but I just there was this huge update about like your location where people could see where you were and everything and I just was no so then I moved over to Instagram started doing Instagram stories I did that for about a year as well as still doing YouTube and then I moved to the States for a few months I completely went off social media when I went to America because I was working so much and I just kind of wanted a break so then when I came back home this year of April because of COVID um, I had to come home because I was on a working visa and my job over there, um, we all were all let go because the place I worked in closed. So I came home and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I haven't done social media in so long. I just felt like I was very out of it. So I was like, OK, like TikTok was really I, I'd go on TikTok all the time, like watch loads of videos. And I was like, you know what, I'll give this a go. So there was one day I was at home in April and or maybe it was the end of March, actually. And I was like, OK, so I uploaded a few videos on my TikTok and I think in my third day, one of them got like over a hundred thousand views. It was like an Irish mammy skit I did. And then I just started seeing my followers growing and growing and growing. And my friends were like, Miriam, you need to put more stuff on TikTok. So I just went at it. Like I was uploading about seven videos a day over lockdown, like went to have at it. Like well, you um, had the time. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, why not? And then it just completely blew up. And then when lockdown kind of started reducing a little bit in like July so I'd obviously been on TikTok at that point by like two or three months I think I gained like a hundred thousand followers in like two months or something on TikTok like crazy I don't even know how it happened but I suppose I was just very consistent and I you could tell that I enjoy doing it so I think people relate to that as well like if you're just uploading videos for the sake of it people can tell that you're not enjoying it you know yeah so that was grand and then obviously I joined with management Pluto best management ever <laughs> um, might be a connection there <laughs> yeah but like I know honestly Pluto helped me so much as well just even with like the little things like I got an email and like what am I how am I meant to negotiate you know to do an ad now or something so like it's so good but um that's how it kind of started really I suppose yeah yeah and we we love working with you for the record um <laughs> but 
Yeah, when you mentioned there, just because you mentioned when you went to the States before, like pre-lockdown and um, and actually one of the questions um, that came in on Instagram was about, did you miss the States and now that you're home? Um, but I was interested, like, obviously you said you kind of went off social media mainly because you were so busy, but then also like you wanted a bit of a break. Did you yeah. feel like, because obviously you've like, you've such a huge following and from, you know, what I know of your TikTok following, they're so loyal. So I can imagine your YouTube following were probably the same. Um, did you feel that people were kind of like, where are you? Like, where are you when you went off? Or, and did you feel the pressure to come back? Or what was that kind of like? Yeah, 100%. Like, I was over there. And, okay, so I think I, was, I went to November and I didn't really post that much. I think, like, the first two weeks I was over there, people were so excited. They thought, like, I'd be popping out vlogs and being like, I live in Florida now. Like, look at me. But, like, I just... I kind of just wanted to go over there and just get a like have a break just relax a little bit I was completely out of my comfort zone like I'd moved away from home for the first time I was in an apartment with people I didn't know I was living with five other girls I'd never lived away from home before and I think it was such an adjustment for me that I really wanted to like take it all in rather than going around the house with my phone and like all the girls I lived with were and they all knew me from social media and they had this big like because I was the last girl to come into our house they'd all moved over before me so they were all really anxious about me moving in they thought I was going to be this like like typical blogger like going around the house with my phone and everything and like two days in they were like Miriam you're so different to what we thought like we thought you'd be so like full of yourself and all this but I am the most normal girl you'll ever meet like I literally I still work and everything and I just try and keep my life as normal as possible but when I was over there I just wanted to take a break and just relax and make new friends meet new people just taking the experience I suppose but I went to Disneyland then in January and I just put loads of stuff up about that and I kind of got that feeling again like oh my god I'd love to do social media now again I had like I had a bit of a taste of it again um but then I suppose after a while then I kind of stopped again and then when COVID hit and I knew I was coming home I was like right I better kind of want to go back to this like I missed it a lot like I'm not gonna lie it hurt me some days because I was we were working so much that I never actually even got a chance like by the time you get home from work you just want to go straight to bed or you know it was just it was difficult to try and balance it all but um now that I'm home I think I have a good balance and I think I'm happier here I loved Florida it was amazing but I just I have my like my routine here you know yeah well that's good because obviously like you came home because you had to at the time but it's great to hear yeah. like happy with how things are now you know and that's yeah nice comes full circle um but obviously look you, you mentioned that like you you know your content you, you try and you do kind of I suppose broadcast such positivity and kind of you know lighthearted content as well and um and I think that's why as you said like you're so relatable I think that's why people really like your content you're relatable you're positive you're upbeat and you're just like normal like you're chill um but do you I suppose is it hard to stay so positive not that I'm implying that you don't have your down days but you know when you kind of have a content that's known for being so positive and then at the same time you're on platforms where people seem to think that they have like the chance to kind of just come at people and say whatever they want from you know the side of their phone you know is it hard to stay positive or do you kind of just water off a duck's back with with any negativity that you do get 
like oh yeah no it is definitely like you can't be 100% positive every day like I'm like to be honest I'll be honest today's been a bad day for me everything has been going wrong today as you know I've had technical difficulties and everything it's just been like not every day is going to be like that and when I'm not having a good day I tend to not like post that much on social media because I just feel like it's just I think it's with everyone it's just a natural thing you don't want to show I suppose your bad days because you don't want people thinking oh you know but then again I try not to show that I'm positive all the time because I'm not like we all have bad days but I'll be honest like relatively I just try and look at the like bright side of things and just be grateful for stuff and I mean everyone has bad days I suppose and um especially like right now like nobody knows what's going on with the world like I might even have a job next week I don't know but I'm just I just have to stay positive about it you know because if you're going to like I, I like to live in the present as well if you're going to constantly be thinking about the past and things that you've done and everything it's going to eat you up and then if you keep thinking about the future you know like like everyone has their path I always think of it that way and just try and follow the path I suppose <laughs> I love that and I love your honesty like we're, we're all about honesty here and we're like today was not one of the days you know um but I suppose like I've heard like a lot of people call you or refer to you as like a role model for younger people um, and I suppose I just wonder how, like, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about, like, being called a role model? Is it something you like? Is it something that puts pressure on you? Or what do you kind of think of it? Um, it does a little bit put pressure on me. Um, I feel like sometimes I hold back from doing content that my age group would watch, if that makes sense. As in, like, I do a lot of school videos now and, like, first years and all that and sure like I'm 24 and I'm like people think I'm literally like 18 or 19 people actually think I'm a lot younger than what I am um which that's the only thing I don't know it doesn't annoy me but it's like I don't know I feel like I I'm like a kids tv presenter sometimes or something um like the people that come up to me are quite young like I was shopping yesterday and this group of girls came up to me and I'd say they were nine or ten years old and I was like oh my god like it's crazy and I I genuinely can't believe it sometimes how young they are but I mean I suppose they're the most impressionable so I can't complain because I even noticed like I work in a, a hotel as well and a lot like a lot of families come in know who I am but it's not it's because the kids are watching me mom and dad will watch as well because they want to know what their kid is watching yeah. and then mom and dad will tell their uh, oh did you see this one on TikTok like I've noticed that it's such a pattern like this woman was in the other day to work and she said her nine-year-old watches me and she showed her my videos and then this lady showed all her people at work my videos because she loved them and stuff. So I suppose it is a very impressionable audience when they're young. So I can't complain, really. Yeah, you know? like, because the, like, the reason I asked is like, I always think about when I hear people being called a role model, like I think of Rihanna, because I remember years ago, Rihanna saying, well, I didn't ask to be a role model. Like, yeah, it's where you can't do this and you can't do that because you're a role model for younger girls. And she was like, well, I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for this label. I'm just going to live like I'm going to do. Exactly. And they're going to have to like, you know, figure out their own way in life. So while it's such a compliment and it's so lovely for, you know, um, you know, younger girls and, and guys to say that they see you as a role model uh, and their parents to say that you're such a good role model. But I just do think it's a bit of like, it's a kind of pressure that you kind of didn't ask for. Like you're like, I didn't necessarily sign yeah. up for that. Yeah, I know, definitely. And I completely agree with that thing, like Rihanna said about the role model thing. 
it is it is pressure and I didn't sign up to be a role model I just was like one day I'm gonna make some videos and see how they get on or whatever but look I mean I don't know I can't complain as I said I I, I don't mind it I like it I like that people can look up to me and stuff and sometimes it can be pressure but then other times you just have to like be like okay look it could be worse I could be looked yeah. up to as something worse do you know what I mean <laughs> so and yeah. like I- and I, when you mentioned there that, um, you know, parents kind of say, oh, I know who you are from looking at my, what my kids are, are looking at um, on TikTok. I'm really glad to hear that because, like, I think TikTok's a great app. Um, obviously, like, you know, I use it just as much as anyone else. And I think, like, what you, like how people, kind of creators have grown on it has been amazing. Um, but I do think that as time goes on and the more apps that come on, come out, um like it's getting tougher for parents to know what their children are up to and it scares me a bit and like from monitoring like say co- like comments on um tiktok like let's say if we're doing a campaign together or if with other creators like you know we look qu- quite in depthly at the comments and like it's scary sometimes like the comments that people are making and it might be easy for like you as a as a like grown woman to ignore the comment but what i find really scary is like sometimes i'll go and look at who has posted that it'll be like a 12 year old boy or like you know 11 or 12 and I'm like oh my god first of all like how did you like you know what made you even think to post this about someone or like a mean comment whatever it is there's loads of different ones um that I've seen but it really scares me how young they are and I'm kind of like okay it's not enough for like your parents like the parents to know that their page is on private and what videos they're posting they need to know like what kind of comments they're leaving on other people's videos which is hard to monitor as a parent but it's something that I like, I'm really kind of like, ah, we need to get this right. How do you feel about that? Or is like, if you could say something to like parents listening about like TikTok or their kids online, is there any like advice you'd give them or anything you'd say? Yeah, I know. I like, I've seen some of the comments that I get now under my videos. It is mostly young boys, but I think they, they like to follow a trend. So like if one of their friends will start to mean comment on someone the rest of them will follow um and it's just something I've noticed but I feel like I I just don't reply to them because that's all they want they just want a reaction or even I notice if I get a message on Instagram and it's from a young girl being like there was one now the other day it was something like oh I don't like your hair or something like that right I just replied and I was like oh that's unfortunate you don't like it but thanks for the message anyway and she's like oh my god I'm so sorry like I just didn't know you'd reply I didn't think you'd reply like oh you've no idea like so many messages like that you get people just send you a message because they want a reaction Um, yeah it's mad actually but I don't know I really don't know but I think with parents I suppose I don't know it's very it's very difficult like TikTok is good I will say to monitor content to the best that it can now I know there has been some videos put out on TikTok that haven't been I suppose PG friendly but like even with me if I'm posting just say a dancing video and I have a pair of shorts on TikTok won't let it go up because I'm showing my legs or whatever I don't know why but I think they're very they have a lot of community guidelines which I think is good not many apps do that but I just think I suppose you should just maybe talk to your kids and just say look you don't know a met like whatever you put on the internet will always be there and it will come back to bite you if it's a mean comment if it's a photo or a picture or a video that you posted that's not nice or something I don't know it will come back to bite you like 
I remember I said something on my Snapchat story before, like three years ago, it was like, oh, I just say I don't like the color red, right? And someone messaged me the other day and I said, oh, I really like the color red. And they're like, well, you said three years ago on your Snapchat, you don't like the color red. You've not like, it's honestly now, like just something small. I'm like, how do you remember, remember that? that thing? <laughs> yeah. But that's the yeah. thing sometimes like you know that's the scary thing with it like when you have so many followers I say that as if I, <laughs> as if I have 300,000 followers I don't but like the scary thing is like people are watching everything your every move and everything you say and like obviously you're like look you know there's cultural commentary and we could talk about you know certain things look everyone talks about people are in the public eye and has you know opinion in some way but like there's no room for change there so like you decided in the last few years that you liked the color red <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah. like room for like a change in opinion or whatever it was um, exactly. so that's just like the thing about that but um yeah like people, people are gassed like you've no idea they'd actually make you laugh <laughs> like how do you know this stuff but I love um, how like you take it that way and you're so positive about it you know you you, you take it well um, and yeah. that's the thing like I know obviously I can't say that blanketly like obviously on some days some comments might hit you harder than others but um that's what I really think in terms of, like the parents it's not just for the creator it's not just for like the social media personality it's also for you know those young like girls and boys if they're commenting stuff now it's like to so kind of just teach that behavior is not okay um, and as you said like it does seem to be like younger boys unfortunately and I have seen kind of like maybe creators who are like 17 18 um like kind of encouraging that that kind of negative thing online and be like, come on, let's all go get Miriam and let's all comment on her video. Yeah. But, but like, there's a big difference between a 17 year old and a, an 11 or 12 year old. And it's like, like for someone to be teaching that to other people. So yeah, I do think it's really important. And I always say, you know, to parents, you own that phone until they're 18. So if you don't know what they're doing on it, you need to know get rid of the phone and start from scratch because like they have a digital footprint and that you're responsible for until they're 18 um there's like an age there's like an age thing as well now and it's so annoying on tiktok or whatever so like if just say a 10 year old posts a video people would be like oh my god she's like five years old there's this thing now with me right and um if i put like i gave my opinion on something there last week and they're like oh my god she's like 30 years old who does she think she is and i'm just like i'm not 30 I'm far from it actually but like it's so annoying they rounded it off to the nearest like or not even my nearest <laughs> 10 is 20 but like it's so annoying because like I just think that they kids like to it's this whole thing as well with the comments they like to get likes on their comments that's at the top just yeah. so someone will leave a mean comment and loads of people will like it and then it'll boost up to the top that's another thing as well and I think they just do it for the likes I suppose I don't know yeah, well, yeah. It's scary but I'm like look it's mainly yeah. positivity outweighs the negativity most of the time and that's like yeah the important thing um and that's what I love about your content and you're so positive about it um but I just wanted to go back to something you said earlier like about you know that you wanted to study YouTube in school and you kind of felt like you know whatever was stopping you from doing it and then you eventually did when you were in college but that you were always interested in it like uh what was that for you was there like a fear of like being slagged in school or like around like the town where you were from people like slagging you off or what was the kind of I just think when I think when I was that age when I was like 17 18 
and like school is your whole world like you think oh my god your whole life revolves around school and the people you go to school with and what they think of you and I suppose like popularity all that crack like it goes on in schools all over the place um, and I even noticed that with my younger cousins and stuff like everything they do is to like impress their friends or to be cool and I'm like trust me like this is not what you should be aiming for in life like school is only a small portion of your life and I think that was in my head like I was like if I start a YouTube channel now people in school are gonna obviously see them and they're gonna think oh my god like they're gonna laugh at me or they might mock me in the corridor or something I was just really afraid of that and I don't think I wanted the attention in school so that's mm-hmm. why I waited until after school um yeah but I think that's what it is but do you know what it's so different now um as in when as I said earlier when I was in school there was no TikTok no Instagram like social media wasn't a huge thing at all it's actually crazy how quick the internet has changed over the last few years like it's insane um like a 16 year old or 17 year old is she 16 Charlie D'Amelio is like the most followed person on TikTok in the world and she's only 16 years old like blows my mind like she's not even an adult yet she's not even do you know what I mean how a few of her dancing videos went viral and now she's super duper famous and she's got all this followers and money it's just insane like I don't know how it happens to people it's scary that's the thing like it's kind of like I'm sure she probably got a bit of stick in school when or like whenever when she first started her videos like I'm sure somewhat like she got a bit of a slagging and now like who's laughing now she's like so famous exactly um, but it's just, it reminded me of like, I remember when I was, I think I was 16 and I like was applying for this thing and it was, you know, it was like, um, to go, to go as like a student volunteer, um, with a charity, but you had to like make a YouTube video and it, it had to live on YouTube because they, that's, that was part of the criteria. They had to be able to like go straight on to, you couldn't kind of make a private link. Um, so I had this video on YouTube and like that, like I was like, oh, I can't tell anyone other than like my immediate friends because I'm going to get a slag. And, and I remember like one of the lads found it. And for about three years, no longer, probably about four years after I made that video, every couple of months, someone would pull the video back up and share it on Facebook to like, like slag me off about it. Now it was all meant to good fun or whatever, but like I can understand why like someone might not want to start their YouTube channel or like me wanting to start the podcast because at the start it won't be majorly popular and it has to you have to like spend time put hard work into it and let it grow and if you're going to have someone do something like that and pull up you're like you know and obviously your your content always gets better so your podcast at the start's not going to be the best quality or your your videos aren't going to be the best quality so if you have someone pulling up like your the shittest piece of content you need and putting it out online over and over again you'd be like why yeah. do this stop yeah like I literally deleted my first five videos off YouTube because they're so bad <laughs> like they are so bad you've no idea I don't even know if I have them somewhere but oh my god I just I don't even want to watch them do you know, I'm too scarlet to even watch them like I'm just like no <laughs> gives you the absolute like, fear braiding my minutes like no like <laughs> that's something um, I'd like someone said that to me recently like I was talking about um different things like that I could potentially do with the podcast and you know to improve the quality and they were like oh but then like would you not have to go back and re-record all the old episodes and get those guests back and I was like well no like the podcast has is an evolution and like you know exactly. you know I'm sure I'll get to some like I 
some stage where I'm like, oh God, I wish the first couple episodes weren't there or whatever. But it's nice to be able to see like the evolution of something as well and how it's improved. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a whole the whole subject for another day. But um, I am conscious of time because we do need to to wrap up. But is there anything that you would like like to leave us on in terms of you know positivity online or you know parents and their kids or you know anything you want to leave us on today? Um, so okay, this is something I get messaged a lot about is people who want to start YouTube channels or want to start TikToks like publicly, um, just do it like as in. I've we've all been there like anyone who's ever wanted to start a YouTube channel or whatever we've all been like oh my god no like what do people think but genuinely when you start and it's something that if you love doing it it won't even those things won't even matter and it's just such an achievement to see yourself grow and develop like even now like a podcast like I, I was so excited to come on today and talk like do you get so many opportunities and if you just like be consistent and stuff with your content, you will fly it and who knows what opportunities you could get. If you don't try something, you'll never know. I always say that. Um, and yeah, I suppose that's kind of it really. And for parents then, I mean, look, I, I, I don't know if you can get these monitors on your phone. My aunt has a monitor on her phone for my cousin. So I think you can, like if your child's like on an, I'm sure you can, I, I don't know now, but I suppose there are those kind of things out there if you're really curious to know what your kids are doing online but um you can have like kids youtube and keep it just to that and stuff so i yeah. suppose try those kind of things maybe yeah um, i love how we're both giving advice to parents what to do and neither of us have kids we're like maybe you could yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i love that and i totally agree with you like if you enjoy do something just do it and like you do it for yourself because that's the other thing like no I do think the younger generation now have this like a lot more people are kind of like what do you want to be oh I want to be a content creator I want to be an influencer I want to be big on YouTube I want to be big on TikTok it's not something that when I was younger that that was a thing that you could aspire to be that wasn't like it didn't exist as just a I want to be big on an app and so I do think like that is what people are aspiring to a lot but like if you can try and take away like do it because you enjoy doing it don't do it because you want x amount of followers like that was huge for me about the podcast. Like once I decided to do it, I was like, I don't care if like the only people who listen are like my mom and my dad, I'm still doing it. Like, you know, and I'm doing it for me. And if, if it doesn't, if other people don't listen to it, like, so be it. And, and I like re obviously you do have a look at the listens and, you know, watching the follower account go up, but, um, you don't like, once you're enjoying it, you don't get bogged down about that. You just literally go for it, enjoy it. And like, you kind of like forget about all of that and it makes it more enjoyable so I love, I love what you said about that. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I loved chatting to you. So nice to come on and chat as well. It was really good. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening.